Amen. Hey, friends, if you're just tuning in to Keep the Promise Worship Center, we already played, prayed for you. We are looking forward to a, a mighty move of God. But first, we're going to take a minute and do a little shout out. So, Dave and Glory, we're praying for you. Hope you guys are having a great day. We will be checking in with you guys. Tune in to this message because it's going to be something for everybody today, and we love you. So, how many people are excited about being here? I love that. How many times? Like 52 times a week I ask that, right? I mean, a year? Probably 52 times a week. But today is a special day because we get to come together and share about what God's doing. And so we're going to kind of walk through a few things here. And so this week is a lot going on. Palm Sunday, the kickoff of Passion Week. And I'm going to explain that as we go. But it's leading right up to the greatest celebration ever known to man, the resurrection. How many people know that we serve a risen Savior? Everybody said... Amen. That's the deal. That's the thing. And I want us to, to continue, just like Tanya when she was praying. This is not a one-time-a-year thing. It's all the time. Jesus is a full-time God, isn't he? Oh, I love that, man. You're never alone. How many people ever feel a little alone sometimes? Well, through the message today, you're going to be reminded you're never alone when you're a child of God. So for many of us, uh, this is going to be a story that we've heard many times, but the truth needs to be repeated. How many times did you have to hear the truth before you grab hold of it? I know people were probably telling me about Jesus for a long, long time. I went to church once when I was five and once when I was 30. And if you're a rock and roller, there's a lot of times you need to be hearing about Jesus. Amen? There's never a time that you don't need to hear about Jesus, regardless of your background, regardless of, of, of who you're born into, your family or anything, because it is a personal relationship. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But as we walk through this a little bit, I want you to see the love of Christ. I want you to see the passion of Christ for you. We're going to make everything. How many, you know, a lot of times people say, don't take it personal. Today, take this personal. Take it personal. This is for each one of us. Amen. And, and that's the thing about a relationship with the Lord. We need to make it personal. So with that being said, we're going to kind of roll right on into this here. And look how Jesus has, has done all that needs to be done. We just need to receive it. But like I say, years and years ago, you know, somebody was gracious enough to come out and share the story with me. How about you? We want to make every opportunity to share Jesus Christ with the world. So that's what we're going to do today. So I'm going to open up with God's word here. And if you've got your Bibles, you can follow along. We're in John chapter 12, verse uh, 12 and, and 13. And it starts like this. It says, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, how many of you know... Things can change in an instant. And we're going to walk you through this week and see how things can change real quick. And it's all about choice and decision and what we see. So look at this. When we start talking about this, when they say, blessed is the name of, uh, who comes in the name of the Lord. He's saying, they're saying, Savior, Rescuer. This is what they're saying. But as we studied in the past and we studied many times on Tuesday night, they were looking for an earthly king, but they were getting so much more. And let's roll on into that. So if you've got your Bibles, let's go ahead and open them things up. i got most of the scriptures up here today, and I wanted to kind of just unpack a few things. So what I'm going to do now, <clears throat> I went and kind of did an outline of this week 2,000 years ago. And we're going to kind of walk through a little bit on Palm Sunday, like Tanya was mentioning earlier, the triumphal entry. Jesus is coming into town for the Passover. And people are looking, and they've heard the word about him. Guaranteed, they were packed everywhere. And he's going into town, and you see only two times in the Bible that they talk about Jesus wept. And this was one of them, because he looked at the folks, and he knew that they didn't catch it. He looked at them with compassion. 
He looked at them because of the love and what he was going to about to do for them so that he could rescue us out of our sin. And look at this. I wrote a few notes down, and I'm just going to walk through the week. It said, then Jesus sat down on a young donkey and slowly, humbly made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, fulfilling the ancient prophecy of Zechariah 9.9. And this is where they said he would be coming. Now, let me tell you, Angela's preached on this and did a great job on this before. But when we see somebody coming in on on a donkey, it's it's a sign of peace. They were looking for somebody to come in on a big horse and go, man, there's a new sheriff in town. You know? But he was coming in. As the king of kings, the Lord of lords, but they, they still just didn't catch it. So on Monday, Jesus goes in and clears the temple. Y'all remember the story? The corrupt money changers trying to make a buck off the back of the people, right? And so what I want to see here, just for an instant, God never calls us to be Christians that just are Christian formats, right? He wants us to stand for what is right, but do it in a godly fashion. So here he comes in on the donkey. He comes on in. He goes into his father's house, which is supposed to be the temple, a house of prayer. And man, they're wheeling and dealing. They're trying to make a buck off the back of the people. How many know that just, just must turn the stomach of God when we turn around and distort his message? And a lot of that happens. We've been talking about false teaching and different things and, 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 the, and how important it is to stay with the word of God and stay in the word of God. So this, he goes out and he, and he sets them straight and he declares, as he said, my temple will be a house of prayer. But it turned out they was just being a den of thieves. You've heard that many times. Can you imagine that? I want to set the stage. Come on down. Now we're rolling in to Tuesday. He's on the Mount of Olives and he's teaching about end times. You guys remember this. There'll be famines, wars, rumor of wars, all these things. And then he talks about his return and he says, no one knows the hour or the time. How many times have y'all flipped through the TV and said, Jesus coming back. Next week. That's not what the word says. But I tell you what, if we lived our life like the Lord was coming back today, how would that look? I think about this all the time. You know, a lot of times when I share with people, and especially maybe younger folks seem like I get this conversation. And I'm sharing about my faith and things like that. And I ask them, you know, the question that I ask everybody that I know, hey, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And many times they go, well, you know, I'm a nice guy. And we go through that and say, no, no, it's not about a nice guy. It's about a personal relationship with the Lord. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. I never forget talking to a young guy who's an apprentice at work. And great guy, had a lot going for him. He was, he, he was the fair-haired child, man. Likeable guy, all these things. And I talked to him one day, and, and I asked him about that. I said, hey, man, I want to talk to you. Yeah, buddy, what's going on? And I shared about how much God loved him and how that everybody needs the Savior. Not a Savior, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. One way to heaven. And he reared back in his chair and he said, Mr. Buddy, I really appreciate what you believe. And you're a great guy. I love working with you. He said, but I'm young right now and I want to do my thing. And maybe later on, I'll ask you about that. Well, let me tell you, friends. I don't know how often you guys look in the the paper. But there's young folks checking out of here every day. Matter of fact, I did a survey a while back, ready survey a while back. It said that 150,000 people die a day. I'm not taking any chances with that. Now, as believers in Christ, we want to be sure that we're proclaiming that, we're sharing the message. Every time we do a live stream, every time we do anything like this, we want to make sure that we're proclaiming the name of Jesus. We always want to give people here, I always guarantee people this, if they come to church, I say, we'll love you where you are, we're going to preach the word of God, and we'll give you opportunity to respond to what God's doing in your life. 
We always want them to know that God is available for them. But sooner is better. I'm going to know that. Sooner is better because we just don't know. And so we roll on in, and the Bible says this, that, that uh, and on Wednesday, it, all the scholars seem to think that that was a day of rest. They took a little break there. Roll back into Thursday. Now it's getting real. The Passover supper. Here we go. It gets to be a somber time. They've come back in. They've, they've rented out the, the upper room, and they're ready for the Passover feast. And we see... Jesus, the guy that's doing the miracles, the guy that's walking on water, the guy that's raising the dead, the guy that's, that's helping the blind eye see and the deaf ears hear, all these things. And he does something that just blows their mind. He humbles himself and he washes their feet. He's showing us servanthood. He's living out. He didn't just talk the story, right? A lot of people will talk the story. He's living the story before them. And they go, look, no, 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 I don't, you know. Peter said, no, don't, 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 don't wash my feet. You can't, you can't do that. You just can't. It just blew him away that, that the Lord would do that. He says, unless I do this, you have no part with me. And he turns around and says, man, wash everything. Head to toe. That's the type of faith that we need. I'm all in. Now, let me ask you a question. Did Peter blow it after that? Yes, he did. Did God restore him? Yes, he did. So no matter where you're at on the spectrum today, there's a place for you to plug in to Jesus, all right? Now, I don't want to go all into this next Sunday's message, but you all know what happened from there. Good Friday, they start with the, the mockery of the courts and things like that, and they turn around and just hours and hours of, of pain and prophecy unfolding as Jesus pays for our sin. They take him, they whip him. You know the story. We're going to be talking more about that this Sunday. I just kind of wanted to lay out the, the timeline to where we're going to be come next week, all right? But here's my thing. I want us to live our timeline out in the resurrection. In the resurrection. I want you to see the passion. You know, I, I was thinking about this, and I'm probably jumping ahead of my notes. But, you know, so often we don't really understand sacrifice, do we? You know? When you're little, you think your mom and dad are doing a few things and stuff. They say, you just don't understand the sacrifice. Yeah. Let's take it on up a little bit. Do we really understand the sacrifice of Jesus Christ? It cost him his life for you to have what we have available to us. How many people believe that's a good time to grab hold of that by faith? We need Jesus, all right? So just kind of unpack that a little bit. And I want to jump on in to what the Lord was showing me about Passion Week, okay? So here we go said, every step of the way, you were on his mind. I want to make this real. I want us to, Lord, help us to walk down that path. Help us to follow along about the passion of Christ. Have you ever think about this? I said, you know, as we prepare our hearts this week, I want us to focus on the depth of the Lord's passion for his children. There's no greater love. And look at this. Jesus looked beyond the cross to you and you and you and me. The other side. Sometimes we're struggling, and, the, and it's, the struggle is so real that I never minimize what somebody's going through at all. But what I want to tell you is this. Lord, help us to look to the other side of the cross. Help us to look through that we're going to come out the other side. You know, even when we get the report and we don't like the report and we don't understand, Lord, help us to pull together and focus on the risen Savior. Help us to focus on, you know what, whether it's this side of heaven or when we get in the presence of God, it's going to be okay. Lord, help them to give us the word and the encouragement to others that are going through the tough times. 
And I'm going to tell you what, this week's been a, a lot of tough times. I sat with a lot of families. Two funerals this week, a lot of, of, of tough uh, uh, different things for, for doctors and families and stuff. And I tell you, I, sometimes I just go and I just go sit down and I just sit like this and I go, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? You pour out and you pour out and you pour out and you pour out and you pour out. But guess what? We always got to pour back in. And that's why I'm so grateful for the praying family that we have here. I always say, you want somebody to pray for you? You can start with me. But I'm going to tell you what. The amount of strength that God gives us to go through when we are lifting one another up is absolutely amazing. Have you ever been in a situation you could just feel the prayers? You know? It's amazing when you think, I can never do this. I can never do this. The next thing you know, you're doing it. You're walking it out. You're stepping it out. And we give God all the glory and the praise. I'm going to tell you what. We are a church that believes in the power of prayer. We are a church that believes that God is in the miraculous business, and we will never give up on that. I don't care what we see. I don't care what we hear. It's about who we know. And let me tell you, friends, we're walking through some dark times. Some of the families that, that are, are here, our families here. And there's people watching today that are walking through some really dark times. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to continue to trust God at his word. And everybody said, amen. Well, look at this. See, the reason we can do that is because we know that we were on Jesus' mind every step of the way. Right? Look at this. I said, his desire for you to live was worth him dying for you. Man, that is saying somebody loves you. Right? Now, you think about that sacrifice. If you ever doubt you were worth it, if you ever feel alone, if you ever feel like you were just too far messed up, look again. This is the value that Jesus sets on you. You say, man, buddy, you don't know about my life. Don't need to. Jesus settled it on the cross. But you don't know what I did. Don't need to. God already knows. And he says, it is finished. Now, I want you all to listen real close if you're just tuning in. Pastor Buddy is not saying live any way you want. What I'm telling you is this, is turn from that and turn to Christ, and he will bring healing to that situation. He will turn around, and he's the God of restoration. He's the God that says, I love you so much, I went to the cross, man. I loved you. I was, I was beaten, and I was whipped, and I was lied on. Just think of one of those things. How many people have ever had somebody tell a lie on them? It's painful. And usually, it's friendly fire, man. You're going, you've got to be kidding me. Why would they do that? And here you are paying the price to rescue them. Lord, help us to have a heart like Jesus. Amen. Help us to continue to say, look, no matter what I'm going through, God went through something worse. He sent his son. I'm going to tell you what. I am all ready for the grandbaby business. Amen. Almost, almost bit my lip in half for like three months. Couldn't tell nobody or couldn't tell that many people. Or you just had to love me through it, son. Anyway, I couldn't keep quiet. I couldn't keep quiet. I was like, hey, I got to tell you something. You can't tell nobody. And I done told 20 people. But anyway, and every day, every, every Sunday when we come through here at the end, I always say, hey, anybody got anything to share? And Thomas and Alexa usually sit over there. And I go, anybody got anything to share? I mean, anything at all? So the day I don't do it, and they go, oh, we're going to have a baby. I was like, okay. You got you? <laughs> he said, but I say all that because you know what? Everybody has fully warned me. They said, man, I know you love your kids. I can see it. We love our kids. He said, but when them grandbabies come in there, man, I'm going to tell you, it's all over. It's all over. One of my buddies told me the other day, he says, you saving any money? 
I said, well, you know, Jesse's got school coming up. I said, we'll do what we can. He said, no, you got to have a grand, grandchild fund. He said, you just want to bless him. He said, my wife told me I, I, I need some help. I said, what do you mean? He said, I bought my grandson like this Jeep and everything else. He said, he, he's still in diapers, but it's ready when he's ready. <laughs> he said, man, I got stickers on it. I got this on it. I got his name on the side. And he was, and as he was telling me, he was just like, oh, oh. And he just wanted to give. He just wanted to love. He just wanted to be like Jesus. You see where I'm going with this? Think about that. When we think, oh, no, 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 I'm all alone. He says, no, 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 don't forget what I went through so you could be with me for eternity. That's the passion, man. That's the way I want to live my life. So let me ask you this. What passion do you live with? Think about that. What passion do you live with? Do you live with the passion and power that it all, um, it's all about you or what? Do you live with the passion that is, is really demanded, if you think about it, in the life of, of a, a believer. God paid way too high a price to live a whole home life. People all the time say, man, you, you get excited about Jesus. Yes, I do. Because you know the Bible talks about when you've been forgiven of much, you're happy. You're happy. I talked to one of my buddies that had been and had, had a, a rough past and, and made some bad decisions and went to jail and come out and made worse decisions, went back to jail and Stayed there for a long time, and I was hanging out with him the other day. I said, dude, I said, you know, you're doing this now and everything else, and, you know, he knows the Lord now and things like that. And I said, I said, this has got to be a culture shock. <laughs> he said, I've been set free. And I thought about that. See, maybe not all of us will have the physical bars, but we'll sure have the spiritual bars. And what I mean by that. All have sinned and fall short of glory of God. That means we're all shackled to sin prior to coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Man, let me tell you, when I got saved, I was happy. I didn't even know all that what that means. To this day, that's been 20-some years ago, do we still know what that means? Because every time it just keeps getting better and better and better. I hear something. Well, you know what? We're going to pray for them people over there. Here we go. I thought it was a siren. But I, I've lost that, that 2K range from all that rock and roll. I just know, I hear a dog barking. The reason I look at so many things like I do is because I feel so blessed. How about you guys? You know, God has started to work in my heart, and there's still a lot more work to be done. But when I look at this, what passion do you live for? I live with the passion that I want people to know about Jesus. How about you? Man, I want them to know. And I talk about this all the time because we're going to be accountable for how we shared our faith, right? Now, I'm not, as I say, probably most weeks, I'm not going to put you in a Holy Ghost headlock. I'm not going to beat you with the Bible, but I'm going to tell you about Jesus, especially if you ask me. But if you don't ask me, I pray that I'm living a life out before you that would want you to say, well, why did you, why did you respond that way? Why did, you, why did you forgive that person? Why did you do this and this and this? Hey, I'm just telling you right now, Pastor Bud does not got it all right. Everything perfect. I'm preaching to me first, but I know the one who does. And my desire is to stay on that path with Jesus. How about you? That's it. Take a look at this. I want to get to this part. Consider the great sacrifice. As we go into this week, take a few minutes extra and think about the sacrifice. Man, I jumped in this a little early. I want to talk to you about this. Nothing compares to that sacrifice. You know, we, we sacrifice, I'm sure. 
You know, we work for our family, we serve at church, we give where we can, but the love of Christ never wavered for you. It's never failed you. And yes, we fail, but look at this. We fail the Lord sometimes, we fail ourselves sometimes, we fail others sometimes, but God continues to pursue us. If you're going to take notes, write down there, God pursues me. God desires for you to come home. How about that? My boys are pretty grown, 20, 26, almost 27, 18. Mama has them on speed dial, baby. I'll go down the road. I said, she said, I said, what are you doing, baby? I'm just checking on Jesse. You talked to Thomas today? No, I ain't talked. That's love. She's not a busybody. She, if you just, all you got to do is say, hey, mama, I love you. I'm good. You're fine. But man, don't answer that phone. We need to go by there. Have you talked about it? I was like, yeah. And I'm the same way, because usually when I get home, if she hasn't told me, I go, you talk to Thomas and Alexa? What's going on? You know? And then I'll just, because we love them. We love our children. Now, look how much God loves you. Look at the sacrifice. I want to get back on sacrifice for just a little bit. So many times we think, man, I'm just sacrificing. Counsel a lot of people, talk to a lot of people. And a lot of times, this is what people will, will tell me. I just don't feel appreciated. Woohoo! Has that ever happened to you? You can raise one finger so nobody will know. Okay, go ahead and raise your hand because everybody's had. They just don't appreciate me. They just don't appreciate me, do they? Right? We like to belong. We're made for that community, okay? But I'm going to tell you what. God appreciates you. God loves you. He gave the greatest sacrifice for you. You think about this. I remember when I was a kid, my folks, I never wanted for anything, but it wasn't like it was just falling out of a tree. I could promise you that. If we had something that I was working for or towards or whatever, when we would go pick it up, I remember going to get a 10-speed bicycle. You know the ones when well, my dad said, it's an English racer. It's got, that, got the bullhorns on it. You know, come around there. That's how my dad would say it. I said, no, it's a 10-speed. He goes, yeah, whatever. So I saved up a little money and did good on a report card. And I remember we were going to get this. And my dad was telling me about when he got his first bike. How he saved up for three months. And he was so proud of that bike, and he loved it. And he went to the gas station and pumped the tires up real good. And he pumped them up so much, he came out, hit one bump, and blew the tire out. Eee! Took him another three months to save up to fix the bike and the tire, you know? And he's telling me all these stories. And as a kid, I'm going, I've heard that story 20 times. And then one day, he added this little caveat. He says, son, I tell you these things so that you appreciate what you have, and what we do for you. And I finally got me out of the way enough to go, Dad, thanks. Thanks. That's a real small scale, but it's a teachable moment. I thank God for, for my family and, and others that have given me teachable moments, and Lord, forgive me when I just gloss over them. This right here is a teachable moment. Don't miss this. The sacrifice of Christ. Look at that. This is what counts. This is what, what the deal is. Don't forget, we're going to have the sunrise service. I'm going to throw that in again. But think about this. How are you living this week? But not only that, how are you living each day? Are you living in the passion that has been purchased for you through the blood of Christ so that you can live freely in love graciously? Have you ever dealt with folks that sometimes are a little bitter? Does it make things better? Do you know what, I tell you what, it's not a biblical thing that I know, but it sure seems to be accurate. One bad apple can really spoil the rest of it, can't it? You ever have that at work? 
your family or in here or there or wherever. But look at this. If you're that light, you might be the one to turn around that darkness and send it fleeing. You've got the best message in the world, man. There is no better message than Jesus Christ came and paid our sin debt in full, poured out his blood on the cross and rose on the third day. It doesn't get better than that. It never gets better than that because that is the ultimate. And you know what? I love this last line on the cross. It is finished. Not just he was finished, it was finished. What needed to take place was finished so that we could come boldly to the throne of grace with a personal relationship with Christ. Man, we're in the family. We have access to Almighty God. That's amazing. You know, you ever look in the mirror and look at your eyeball and how that's formed and made? That's a miracle. Your fingers doing this, talking, doing whatever like that. It's amazing. Somebody could write something. You write something. You write this stuff down. And God has given us the wisdom to look at some hieroglyphics, run it through our mouth, run it back out here and go do it. I guess I think too much at night. I just go, that's amazing. That's just amazing. And then it goes on further and further and further that we can take God's word and open it up. Somebody was telling me the other day that uh, they were working in a different area. I think I got the story right. I just heard the tail end of it, and I was like, what? They were working in a different area, and I think it was a lady that left, and she came and she said, oh, my goodness, where's my Bible? And she came back, and somebody else had took over that little spot. And they said, have you seen my Bible? They said, what? Have you seen my Bible? And they said, you mean a book? Well, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I threw it in the trash. What? Oh, man. Because if it's only a book to you, that's where you'll leave it. But if it's a book of life to you, you will look for that treasure. She wasn't leaving without that thing. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where are we at? Where are we at? We've got to have it. What's going on? And nowadays, we've got so many opportunities to be in the Word of God with your smartphone, cell phone, iPad, this, that, and everything else. You can't get there and stand before the Lord and go, Nobody ever told me, because I'm telling you now, we need Jesus. He's the only way. So think about that. Consider the sacrifice. And also, I want to talk about this. If you consider the sacrifice, it shows you that something is of great value, right? You wouldn't sacrifice a, a whole lot of stuff for just to get a small return back, right? You, you, you want a good return. God wants a good return on us. He sees your value even on your worst day. He says, you're worth it. See, when, I, when the world tells me what I'm not worth, I go to God's word and realize what I am worth. Amen? That's a good place to say amen. Because I'm going to tell you what, we need to stay in the word of God so we stay in tune to what God has done for us. We need to hear that over and over and over. How many people forget about that? How many people have been married 10 years? Right? 20 years? 30 years? 50 years? Yeah. 60-some years been married, maybe, something like that. Anybody been married 70 years? Okay. So we're in the 60-some years people married. You ever get tired, whether your spouse is with you or not, did you ever get tired of them saying, I love you? You know what I do sometimes just to make it, keep it light? I called Denise and I shared this all the time. I said, hey, baby. She says, yeah. I said, I just called you to let you know how much you love me. <laughs> well, I love you. I just wanted to hear, oh, I love you too, you know? <laughs> Never get tired of hearing that. Never get tired of hearing that. And yes, yeah, she does think I'm crazy, but that's okay. We have a good time. 
So friends, let me tell you, Jesus lived with passion for you. He went down a path of suffering that soon turns to glory, amen? Because we know where he is. All right, let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? I want to talk about a life of love, and we saw that. God is love. Let me hear you say it. God is love, amen? So as we look at this this week, man, I want us to focus on this week and let this sink in deep in our hearts because, you know what, I hope the Lord will help us to get a fuller understanding and let the Holy Spirit start shaping a cross-shaped life in our life. Let me tell you what I mean by that. If, are we living a cross-shaped life? Are we getting out of the way and laying our life down at the foot of the cross and then turning around and picking back up and walking in the resurrection power? Man, let me tell you what. That's freeing. That's freeing if you think about that. I want you to look at this. I've got some scriptures for you today. 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Let me say this. Don't say you love God and you don't love people. All right? It doesn't work that way. Oh, I love God. I know the Lord. I know this. And then you treat everybody around you and everything else comes out your mouth is not, doesn't even add up, amen? And look, I know that we're all a work in progress, but his love's got to be the centerpiece, man. Love them where they are. And, and I want you to see this, that as we go, God continues to grow that love in you. But you know what? We have to keep the focus. Look at this here. John 13, 35 says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Woo! How do folks know you? I really thought about this, man, and I got a little scared, so maybe we'll do it next week here, see if y'all are tempted to do this. I said, I wonder if we ask a group of your friends to describe you in one word, what would they write? Come on now. Woo! What happens if everybody came in here today, I said, hey, how you doing? Here's a little card right here. Here's a little card, a little card. Everybody got a little card. Here we go. You online, put that on there, one liner. Just one word to describe me. If it's the guys I work with and I ask them before 6 o'clock, it will be loud. They tell me every morning, you're so loud. I said, I'm alive. But you're still loud. Can you be less alive? <laughs> you know? But you think about that. Would you be willing to do that? And then not be willing to have a shovel lift? If, it, if, if you got like, you know, 10 people and like seven of them say, uh, you're grouchy. I'm thinking... You might be grouchy, right? But I just say that because a lot of times, we, you know, we, we really think that we're coming off a certain way and maybe we're not. And maybe it's not that we want to, but we haven't really took a look at the big picture, amen? So I'm going to stretch us this week. You know what I mean? If, you're not, if your heart's not in a place that you don't want to hear something that you might need some adjustments, don't ask. Because I guarantee you, there'll be adjustments. Because everybody probably doesn't think as highly as you as you might yourself. How about that? I'm going to flip the script on you. People may even think more highly of you if you're going through a tough time. Do you know how many times I pour into people's life to try to lift them up and build them up? Yeah, but you don't know. I don't, I don't need to know. I see what's going on. I think you're amazing. Do you know the Lord? Yeah, I know the Lord. You put your faith and trust in the Lord. Well, God says you're amazing. I'm going to just go with what God says. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what it looks like. How many know that things are not always the way they appear? You know, I have watched enough murder mysteries and, and, and uh, Angela Lansbury and all that. What's her name? Murder, she wrote? Yeah. It's not always what you think. But I tell you what, something that never changes the cast no shadows is the love of Christ. Amen.
And do they know us by our love? How do we respond in those situations? How do we respond to family? How many know sometimes, now, now let me just ask you this here. If your family treated you the way some people treat you at work, what would happen? Don't tell me. I got a good idea. You seem to have a little bit more buffer with other folks, but your family, they get, they get friendly fire. I cannot believe you said that. Can you, you Really, you said that? But it's at work, you're going, hey, man, uh, what are you talking about? You give them grace. Do you give your family grace? Just a little something side note. How many people like grace? God's unearned, unmerited favor. I'll take grace. But you know what? Do we give it? We love to receive it. I used to say it this way. I said, why is it when our hand's caught in the cookie jar, we want grace? But when it's our cookie jar, we want their arm. Little buckrow background there. Well, it is, you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, man. Oh, oh yeah, but, that's a, but, but didn't you just do that last week? But wasn't that you a while back? How did God deal with you? I shared this story many times. I got some new faces in here, so I'll share it again. Thomas and Jesse have been good boys growing up. I've been grateful, thankful, and everything else. They come right there. I'll talk to them this time. Uh-oh, you know what? It might be an emergency thing. That's all right. That's all good, man. Ain't going to slow me down. Tell them we got room for more. So anyway, think about this. Thomas was growing up, and everything was going on. And I said, hey, look at this. I said, Thomas, did you do such and such? He goes, yeah. I go, I cannot believe you did that. I cannot believe you did that. I was so irritated. And I go, wow, take a look at this. I said, man, come here. I, I, want to talk. I, I was ready to wear out a spanking on that boy. Had him up in the jam room. We're talking. He's like, dad, 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 dad. I go, man, I told you. Didn't I tell you? If you do this, you're going to get this, man. Didn't I tell you? And I was ready to just turn around and grab hold of him. And right when I was getting ready to whack him one time, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, is that how I deal with you? Now, I'm not saying not spank your kid. I'm just saying the Lord, Lord got my mind right on this. And all in the midst of that, I fall to my knees and I start crying. And he's going, <laughs> am I still in trouble? <laughs> I said, man, I just love you so much. And it hurts my heart when we choose poorly. But just give me a hug. I think that did more for me. I, I, I would think, I don't know, he could, when, when he preaches sometime, he could share it. But I remember that. And so now I take that into different situations when I'm dealing with stuff. Is that how God dealt with you? Is that how God dealt with you? There's times you've got to be firm and things like that. I'm not saying that. Definitely not a pushover. But I, I try to use them as teachable moments and things like that so that it'll go further than a spanking. You know, it's, it's amazing. But so many times we just go, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, and oh, my goodness. And if we think about this, do we respond out of the love? Do they know you by the love? I pray that they do. Let's keep on going. Wrote this down here. I said, Jesus knew the price that had to be paid for our sin, and he willingly made the choice. I want you to focus on the word choice. We have a choice. Choice is an amazing gift. You had a choice to come here today. You got a choice to turn this off or turn it on. You have a choice to, 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 to pray. You have a choice to, to sing. You have a choice to whatever you want to do. Many, many places, many, many countries don't even have that. Yesterday we had a privilege to go to uh, 
a little celebration, and there was a lot of stuff going on talking about the, the Daughters of American Revolution, and they had the, the couple of kids read about the flag. I'm going to tell you what, I, I have been the biggest pushover. My heart gets so full since I know Jesus, man. You wouldn't see me cry at all, man. I cried a drop of the hat. These kids were talking about what the flag meant, and they were talking about the Lord. And they were talking about how they were thankful for the sacrifice of the men and women that went before them so that they can do stuff. One little girl this high, she said, because I live in this country, I'm free to worship what I want, who I want. I worship the Lord. She went on to say, she says, I can even do things here that boys do. She liked field hockey and things like that. That just blew my mind. And I go, you tell them, baby, you tell them. Because she knew about the sacrifice. Not only about the Lord, but about the men and women that have went before us to secure our freedom. Amen? But let me tell you what. We have the ultimate freedom in Christ. Everybody doing good? Because it's about the love. Now, I bet you guys have heard this before, but it's never hurts to read it. I want to share 1 Corinthians 13. It's often referred to as the love chapter. And I'm going to read that for you today because uh, I want to ask us to adjust our hearts so that we fit into this picture right here. Okay? So... It's always room to turn around with Jesus, amen? Take a look at this. It says, love is patient and love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own ways. It is not irritable and it keeps no records of, of, records of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages or tongues and special languages will become useless, but, I love this, love will last forever. Man, do you love God? Do you love God? Are you grateful for what he's bought for you? He bought us eternity. He bought us healing. He brought us Family, he bought us freedom, forgiveness, grace, mercy, all those things. We need to walk in them by faith. If everybody's doing good, let me hear you say amen. amen. And today, we were talking about passion, we talked about love, but we also want to talk about the gift of eternity. Look at this here. James 1.17 says, Every good gift is ever, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I listen to a lot of different things and, and speaking conferences and preaching and things like this. And they did a survey a while back. And they said about making friends and different things like this is one of the things we had at work and all this. But it, it really made me think about this. It says, what's the number one thing that people hate the most? A loud mouth? Somebody arrogant? Boastful? And I'll put it in my words, plastic. Fake. Now you think people say, oh, this percent, this and People don't like fake. That's what I tell people all the time. What you see is what you get. Over and over and over, they'd survey after survey after survey after survey after survey. People hate fakeness. So why in the world do we spend so much time getting, oh yeah, oh hi, how are you doing? Love to have you here. I'm not saying don't put your best foot forward, but God has made you uniquely. Walk in your uniqueness 
and let them see another facet of the love of Christ. You know, you look at a diamond and you say, man, that's amazing. You look at it, and then you look at it over here and you see the light come in. And you look at it over here and you see the light come in. You go, wow, I never saw that before. You see different facets as the light shines through there, right? That's the same with our life. As we turn around and we walk in the light, people start seeing different attributes of God in your life and through your life. It's amazing. You know, when I first got saved, I said, man, everybody needs Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. Man, you need Jesus. I love you. You need Jesus. Right? <laughs> I probably did. Right? Because I was just, it, the urgency was there, but my heart still needed some work. I still have that same gusto, if you want to say it. But God got a hold of my heart and love them where they are. And guess what? They're not supposed to be like you. Aren't you glad? And all my family said, amen. Right. But think about that. They're supposed to be who God has called to be. We've been talking about this for the last few months. Who is it that you're investing in not to be like you, but to be like God's called them to be? I see these young folks up here, man. I just love it. Digging in the words, sitting right here, listening. Don't think they're not picking up on stuff. See, a lot of times we'll just say, oh, they're so small, nobody's picking up. Hey, you think about this. People know, right? You'll be surprised what they'll come back and share with you later. It's amazing. I've seen it with my boys. I've seen it with other folks. And, and usually the very thing that you don't want them to repeat, that's what they're going to repeat, right? So you know that works. But there's some, some of those fingerprints, some of that love is going to get on them. And they're going to hear about Jesus. And they're going to hear, hear about how you handle things different now and where you were and where you're going because of the love of Christ. And then we turn around and we set our hearts on the gift of eternity. How many know that's a long, 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 long time? And we want to make sure that we know. See, the passion of God was displayed by the love of God that brings eternity to the children of God. I'm going to read that for you again. Ready? See, the passion of God was displayed by the love of God that brings eternity to the children of God. We have to become eternal-minded. So often we think, well, it's just whatever. I can get by. I'm going to do this today, and that's it. I'm not saying don't live your life a day at a time. But just like Jesus looked past the cross to see us today, are you looking past your problems and looking into eternity. I'm not minimizing your problems. But when we, we look at it up against the backdrop of the cross, it's a whole different ball game, isn't it? We have hope. We have a risen Savior. And that's, that's what we're talking about this week, is the cost it costs for you and I to have that. But so many people will squander that. The young guy, Mr. Buddy, that's great for you. And maybe someday I might... I might want to hear more about it, but right now, I'm living my life. That took my heart and just went, Ugh! because I know how fast things can change. I know that things can change in an instant. I went and talked to a guy the other day. He's been a, a bicycle rider. This guy's got some, got some he's, he's, he's probably in his 60s. He rides, he rides like 30 miles, 100 miles. He rides all over the place. And I went to shake his head. He's like, yeah, 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 okay. I said, man, what's up? He said, I was riding my bike, same place I go all the time, everything else. And he took my eyes off the road for a minute. I hit a pothole. I went over the top of my bicycle, the handlebars, everything else, and I messed my shoulder up. He said, I'm all right. But he said, I just couldn't believe it. I only looked away for a minute. How far did we look away from the Bible? Well, it starts out here, and then it's over here, and then it's, then it's open on the table for a little while, right? 
And then you say, well, well, you know, you, well, okay, well, we need, to, we need the cheese dip, so it moves over here. Then we shut it, and then we put it over here. And then you ask, did y'all see my Bible? Yeah, I got, oh, yeah, okay. And then it's over here. Man, what happens if we would hold on to that thing like it was our oxygen? I'm not saying you got to have the thing here, but I will tell you it's nice when you have it here. When you have it right here. And it'll never get here if it's down over there, under here. It's got to be read. It's got to be, you know, it says faith comes by here and here by the word of God. How much are we listening to that? Look at this. God gives good gifts. Amen. When we're dealing with some of the things that we're suffering with pain and, and split ups and breaks up and things like that, that's not a God. And this shows us how temporary that this world is, man. Don't invest everything in this world. Invest it in the Lord and he will turn around and work things, all things together for the good in this lifetime. Doesn't mean we won't have tough times, but I'll tell you what, we will make it through because we have a risen Savior. And everybody said amen. We talked about grace. Let's keep on going. I love this. I probably preach on this every week. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourself. It is a gift to God. So many people live their life and never open the gift. Never open it. You know? I'm the guy, before we get home, I'm calling and say, hey, man, I'm going to stop by. Denise never, every, every now and then I can wear it down. I like giving gifts when I get them. Buy something for the boys or something like that. I go, hey, man, what's up? She goes, don't you do Gosh, your birthday's in three weeks. I can't wait that long. Let alone Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Anything can happen. Let's give it to them now. You know? That's my story. I like stuff, and I like it now. How about you guys? Impatient in that, because you know why? I want to see them enjoy it. I want to see them to be blessed. I don't want to wait and tell somebody about Jesus when they're, when they're on their way out. I want them to know about him now so that they can grow in Christ and so they can share that grace. I want, man, you know, think about that. Who in the world would take their, their, a present, have it all wrapped up, beautiful, say, this is for you. And you go, I appreciate it. I'm going to get with that a little later. And then you come out, you clean up after the party, and you put it over here. You know, did, did you open that gift? Grandma, did you open that gift? No, honey, I've been, I've been busy. You know, okay. And, and then, well, where's that gift? And you turn around, and they leave this place. And you open up some of the stuff, and you go through their possessions, and you find that gift. How would that make you feel? It's like, but I sacrificed for that gift. I wanted them to have that. I love them and I gave them this gift. Man, let's put that on the nine millionth to the tenth power times four, right? The gift that God has you, why would you not unwrap it? You unwrap it by faith. You unwrap it. Even on the cross, it's a plus. It's good. Let's go with it, man. That's good stuff. But it doesn't end there. It's resurrection power. Sets us in the family when we put that all together. Look at this. I said, you can start living your eternity today. Make the choice to live for Christ and receive his forgiveness. Start living with eternity in mind. Now, a lot of times people hear that and they say, you, you mean, you know, yeah, I'm going to die one day. Guess what you are? Just going to let you know. Unless we happen to get raptured up, but you still need to know the same information, right? What I want you to hear today is look at this. Start your eternity living today. I have been talking about legacy and different things for the last, I don't know how long. It's just been in my heart. I think it's where God is showing us that we need to invest in people today, invest in our lives today, because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And you want to make sure that the, the momentum of, of what God has done in your life keeps going, right? 
I want people to know that I love the Lord. I want people to know that, you know what, that there's, there's one way to heaven. I want people to know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sin, and he rose on the third day. That's the gospel. That's the good news. I want them to know that they can come boldly to the throne of grace when they call on the name of Jesus. I want to lift you up because it's tough out there, man. It's tough out there. And, and, and what happens is a lot of times, so many times we live our life, we go to work, we come back, we deal with our little circle, we go to work and come back and we do this and we go down here and, and we got this little rut. Boom, 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 this little rut. But what God has, has, has blessed me with, and, and, and I know that it's for everybody, if we just look around here, I deal with a lot of families. I deal with a lot of people. See, if you see 50 people in there, that means there's 50 families. That means there's a granddad and a grandma and, and, and a brother and a sister and somebody else. And I care about them. So guess what? If I care about you, I want to know how your kids are doing. And if I care about you, I want to know what's going on in your life. And I care about you, I want to make sure you got everything you need. Now, it's not my responsibility to fix it, but it is my responsibility to love on you. It is my responsibility to be in tune to that so that, you know what? I can continue to start coming along the side and encouraging and helping, helping one another. And my biggest thing is this. Do you know the Lord? That's the deal. Do you know the Lord? So I'm going to ask you this. Where's your heart today? Is it just focused on yourself? Is it just focused on today? Is it focused on what? And that's the only answer that you can answer. But are you focused on what Christ has done for you? Are you focused on the blessing of knowing Jesus? Are you focused on having all those things that God says that we can have, that we can come to him and live out in that passion, live out in that love, and know that you have eternal life? Let me ask you a question today. Are you bold enough if I ask you if you believe you've got eternal life through the, through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ? Would you raise your hand? Would you, are you sure of that? Okay. Are you sure of that? If you're not sure, guess what? We're going to make sure that you can know that you're sure by through what we're going to share through God's word. I want to see hands everywhere. But more, I want to see hearts even more so. I want to see when we get there. People say, well, buddy, you think you're going to heaven because you're a pastor? No. Because you're a nice guy? No. Only because I know that I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I need you every day, every syllable I speak, every heartbeat that ever beats in my life. I need you. And if you're truthful, you know that's the same for anybody's life. But we have a choice. Will we receive it? Will we receive it? I want to bring this on home here. I wrote this last night as I was pouring through this message. And I said, Lord, inspire the passion in us for Christ so that our love for others would produce a family for God for eternity. God's counting on each one of us so that we could turn around and bring people to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have a part to play. We, we are supposed to make disciples. God wants to use you in a mighty way to impact somebody's life. You say, well, I'm not a preacher. Okay. The, 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 the folks that led me to the Lord, they weren't a preacher. But they knew Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Guess what? They'll probably call you before they call the preacher. So guess what? You have a part to play. You have a part to play in all that. So how do we do that? I said, you know what? We have to make a choice daily about what we believe about the cross. What we want our life to count for. What do you want your life to count for? What do you think about that? See, when I, when I, when I sit with a lot of families and I, and I do a lot of funerals, I think about it. I think about it. When somebody's entrusted me to turn around and, and, and say the last words of the most valuable thing they have, their family, I think about it and I pray about it and I look at it and I go, Lord, help me to have the words to bring comfort and encouragement to the family. And then I think, 
what would they say about you? Remember when I said, what would they write? If you had a little note and asked, well, give me one word to describe my life. Would it be love? Would it be grace? Would it be forgiveness? Listen, don't get wrapped around what the neighbors say and all that. That's not where I'm going with this. Y'all know what I'm saying. But how are we impacting? How are we inspiring others to come to the saving knowledge of Christ? I say it all the time. Every time I preach, I preach like it's my last time. Because I just don't know. You just don't know. And if my kids are going to roll back and look at that and say, man, dad died doing what he loved to do. That's a win. That's a win. It's, 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 it's making a difference along the way, man. Do you have that passion? Do you have that love in your life? That it's not just about you. It's about everybody you come in contact with, man. It's about everybody that God has placed in your circle. He knew you would be here. He knew that you would be my friend. He knew that you would be my family. He knew that we would go to this school. He knew that we would be here. And guess what? He's counting on us to carry that light into the darkness. Aren't you glad that somebody told you about Jesus? Aren't you glad? I wasn't banging on the church doors. I wasn't looking for that. I was probably dodging and dipping and everything else. But somebody came outside the walls. See, we come inside to fill up so we could go out there and pour out. That's the deal. When you're in the hospital visiting somebody, are you so focused just on that person that you're visiting that you forget about everybody else? Let me tell you, there's a lot of tears in those elevators going up and down, friends. A lot. Take an extra minute to breathe and say, Lord, if you'll use me when I go to visit somebody, I'll visit whoever you want. Maybe it's somebody that's going out to the parking lot and they got so much going on they can't hardly get their door open. Maybe you're going to one's going to come along and say, excuse me, let me help you with that. Is that going to save you? No. But it's going to show that the love of Christ is in you? Absolutely. There's only one way to heaven. It's not by your good works. The Bible says that our works are like filthy rags. There's one way to heaven. And it's through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I wanted to walk you through Holy Week and Passion Week so that you get a feel for the love God has for you. See, sometimes we just break away and right to the cross. And man, I'm never going to underestimate that. We're going to crank the volume up on that this coming week, okay? But I wanted us to walk where Jesus walked. I want us to see what Jesus saw. I want us to, to experience the, 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 the price and the pain that he gave and did for you. Because I guarantee you, if you get a hold of that, you won't waste that gift. You won't just treat it like a dusty book and you threw it in the, in the trash. You'll open it up and you say, Lord, tell me more. Lord, tell me more. I want to know more about you. That's my prayer all the time. Lord, I just want to know more about you. I want to hang out. I want to see what's going on. I'm not being disrespectful. That's my heart because I'm in the family. How about you? I'm not in the family because I'm a nice guy. I'm not in the family because of mom and dad. I'm not in the family because of anything else other than I asked the Lord to save me. How about you? Let's pray. Father God, I pray for those that are watching, maybe watching later, maybe that, that's been through some difficult times. I pray that today they come to the feet of the Father. They come to the, the understanding that we need you. If you're listening today and if you're here today, and, and you've never put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, please don't leave here the same way you came in. 
I want you to understand that God's love is for you. I want you to understand that time is pouring through the sand glass. I want to tell you it's urgent. It's urgent. It's urgent. And if the Lord's tugging on your, your heart right there and you feel a little uneasy, it's probably because you need to make a decision. So let me give you the information so that you can make a good decision. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What do you mean, buddy? The Bible's very clear. We are sinners, all of us, everybody. And sin separates us from an awesome and holy, powerful God. He can't be around sin. But there's a remedy. The remedy was there had to be a perfect sacrifice. And the perfect sacrifice was that of Jesus Christ himself. He came willingly to lay his life down for us. And he took our place on that cross. He didn't deserve it. But he came willingly because he wanted you to receive him so that he could have you for all eternity. Friends, if you're here today, you say, buddy, I, I, I understand that now. That's what I want. You can pray from your seat, from where you're at. I don't care if you're driving in your car. I don't care if you're laid up in your bed with your, with your bunny rabbit slippers on. God will come right there right now. Dear Lord, come into my life. And forgive me of my sin. Lord, today I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, Lord. I need you and I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. We got a song for everybody if you want to stand. Play a little tune for those online. It's called At the Feet of the Father.
and sign on out with our friends. And I tell you, I hope everybody had a blessed day today. We got a whole lot going on this week. So I want to just uh, tell our friends that are online, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Share the message. We love you. Got any questions? Give us a holler. We want to make sure that you know the greatest gift of all is for you, Jesus Christ. Amen.